Hi, this is Kylie, and you're listening to episode 20 of Fixer Up. If this is your first time checking Fixer Up out, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you've listened to other episodes and have chosen to come back, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really do appreciate it. Firstly, I hope you all had a lovely Thanksgiving. I hope you were able to do what you wanted with the company of your choice. Secondly, if this is your first time listening to me, this episode is part three of a series, so you might want to go back and listen to the first two parts of the series so that you're not completely lost. They were episodes 18 and 19 and are about 15 minutes each. Go ahead and listen to them quickly. I'll wait for you. Okay, good. You're back. I'm going to jump right into something that happened on my first date with Alec, and then it happened again a couple weeks later. Don't worry, I won't give any gory details, or for those of you who are actually here for all of the gory details, remember, vodka is my truth serum. (laughs) I kid, obviously not, hint, hint, hint. Okay, while I was having adult time with Alec at his place, I was apparently doing something that annoyed the fuck out of him. And he told me right away. Turns out I did it again the second time we had sex. And he got so pissed off that he got up and left my place. Like, I know, seriously, like he got up and left. I know you're thinking, wait, what? He got up in the middle and left? Like left? Yeah, yeah, he got up in the middle and left. (laughs) But I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll get there, I promise. And now I know you're thinking, what could you have possibly done for him to get up and leave? Like, what could have been so bad? All valid questions, and I will answer them to the best of my ability. (laughs) Okay, so when you guys are messing around and you're switching from position to position or taking a second to like look at him and kiss him or whatever, how quickly do you and your partner move into the next position? Like, how fast does it take? Apparently, I'm too slow at the transition And he lost his patience. And by taking too long, I mean, it was like three to five seconds. Like, that's not even long in my mind. So I don't know. And I'd also like to note that the vibe wasn't at all, I'm not interested. I was all in. And as I mentioned in the last episode, he knew it. So, I mean, how long of a switch from position to position is there supposed to be? Like I thought it was just supposed to take however long it takes to roll over or however long it takes for you to get on top or if the other person wants to do something differently and switch it up, I hope they would be adult enough to tell you. You know, I mean, also, I'm not the type of person who likes rushed sex. I like to take my time. I like to chill. I like to hang out if we have the time, of course. Nobody wants jackrabbit sex. I mean, who wants that? Like Carrie at Charlotte's wedding to Harry with Harry's best man. Like that was Harry's best man, right? I can't remember the guy's name, but that was Harry's best man. Nobody wants that. And we've all had that sex. So I'm speaking from experience. And no thanks. Like I pass. So when it first happened, he stopped and told me directly that he can't handle the start and stop of it all. I actually thought he was kidding at first because it wasn't something that I was like consciously doing, you know, I was just like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And then he proceeded to tell me, he might have even told me that it makes his erection go away, which I seriously don't really fucking get. It makes your erection go away if there's a natural transition when turning over or moving on top or whatnot. Like if it's, if that's the case, 
if it goes away that quickly, maybe we shouldn't have been fucking. Like, like, <laughs> okay. Um, I don't really think I sped things up that first night either because I don't know if I quite processed what he was saying. Was I supposed to fast forward like Benny Hill or something like that? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Of course, with my toxic patterns and my healthy fear of abandonment, I told myself that what he was telling me was his preferences, right? And and that's what they probably were. And that was okay. All right. So as I've mentioned, it happened again with totally different results. <laughs> we were at my place and he came over to chill, hang out, mess around, etc. We were enjoying each other's company, but apparently I was doing the hesitation. Can you see my air quotes? <laughs> like that? I was doing the hesitation thing again. He wasn't happy. In the middle of sex, he stopped, he got dressed, and he left. I was like, what What the fuck? Where the fuck are you going? <laughs> and then he started to go off on some rants about how he can't handle it. So I, I think I just let him rant about it. I'm not even sure. I might have even asked myself it, if it was me besides the transition issue. Now, I'll admit that there's been times in the past where I have sucked in bed. I, I can think of a few times when the sex was terrible, usually with the pretty boys. But those times are long behind me. I fully own who I am and what I bring to the table, especially what I bring into the bedroom. So I knew it wasn't me. <laughs> like, so, I mean, he laughed. It was so weird. He needed things now, 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 apparently. And I do not move like that. I mean, who pivots on a dime at 50 or in bed? Wait, don't answer that. I know the answer is jackrabbits and whirling dervishes. <laughs> so we laughed and I didn't stop him. It was late. I went straight to bed. I didn't even think to ask him to text me when he got home, which he pointed out to me right away when he got home because he fucking called me. I mean, who calls somebody that they're upset with at one o'clock in the morning? But like a toxic, entranced teenager, <laughs> I picked up the phone. He was mad that I didn't seem to care about his safety. Okay, number one, I told him I had no idea what even happened because it all happened so fast. <laughs> And number two, he lives in a very safe neighborhood with ample parking. I had no reason to worry about him. I'm pretty sure I didn't apologize for either his transition issue or not asking him to text me when he got home. But then we stayed on the phone for hours, as we were known to do. I remember he told me that he was trying to figure out why he met me at this point in time in his life. Like it was all too coincidental with all the common threads between us. I told him that I was trying to figure out the same thing. Remember from episode two when I mentioned that he was fighting for custody from his kid? Well, he was hypervigilant about that, which is really good. But he also had some paranoid tendencies about his ex. So paranoid that he asked me on that particular call after he got up and left in the middle of sex. <laughs> he asked me if I was a spy planted by his ex to get dirt on him. I mean, that's extra level paranoia in my mind. <laughs> Good thing I was sleep deprived at that point because that's some crazy shit. <laughs> By the way, of course I was not a spy for his ex. <laughs> I was like, why would you think that? I have no idea who your ex even is or anything about what's happening besides what you've told me. I really thought that was weird. But just when you think that things cannot get any weirder, the universe shows you how weird it can really get. <laughs> Next, he told me he was trying to figure out my quote unquote agenda 
because I must have an agenda. And I was like, what are you talking about my agenda? I don't have an agenda. He tried to tell me that everyone always has an agenda and he was trying to figure mine out because it wasn't clear to him yet. I totally just laughed. And then I told him a story that my stepdaughter used to be convinced that I was in the CIA because I know about different cultures and I can speak a smattering of other languages and I have the street smarts and I'm really, really observant. And I'm also calculating my moves in certain situations. (laughs) Like she was convinced that I was CIA and it totally cracked me up. Anyways, me telling Alec the CIA stuff only convinced him more (laughs) that I had an agenda. (laughs) Something I was trying to accomplish with him. I I mean, no offense, but if I had an agenda, (laughs) why would I even be remotely interested in a pretty boy from central Illinois? (laughs) Like what? What would be the reason for that? I mean, he did think he was a mover and a shaker in some circles, and maybe he was, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't like on some clandestine agency's radar. (laughs) I mean, come on, narcissist much? (laughs) Okay, but he kept harping on my agenda and wouldn't drop it. So it actually got me thinking, and this is where I really went off into a mini deep end, which what was my agenda? When I think of an agenda, I think of it as something negative, like unless it's referring to a schedule. And I'm not sure if that's common or not common, but again, I'm kind of cynical. So along those lines, I mean, what really was my agenda with Tinder and with the roster and with all of it, besides the obvious of making up for years of not having any sex and simply trying to have fun and figure out things as I went? That was obvious. But was there an agenda behind it? And how come that wasn't enough of an agenda? Like, why isn't that enough? Just trying to have fun and figure out things. Like, did there have to be more of a grand scheme? does there have to be more of a grand scheme or a plan or something? Remember, at the time I was hanging out with Alec, I was trying to figure out why I got married in the first place. If part of me had this gnawing feeling that it wasn't going to work out, I couldn't come up with anything negative about what I was doing, which is good, right? I even had a conversation the next day with Sue about my agenda and how Alec harped on it and harped on me to tell him what I was up to. We both decided that what I was doing was fine for me and I shouldn't be worried about negative connotations. Here's how far I went though with this agenda rabbit hole. What if the whole purpose of me getting married was that I could go through my worst fear? What if it was designed by the universe so I could finally shed the societal bullshit that everyone needs to be married in order to be happy and successful and fulfilled? That being a happy, successful single woman isn't enough, couldn't possibly be enough. Especially a happy, successful single woman who wasn't having any children. How could I not try to fit into that mold that is put upon females our whole lives? So maybe the cruelest joke of the universe was to put me into a situation so I would not only face my fear, but also so I could finally scream to the world that not everyone needs to be married and that I'm not less of a whole person because I'm single. Like I'm not, I'm a whole person. I told Sue my theory about that too. And she told me I probably just went down the rabbit hole a bit too much that night. (laughs) I mean, I was still sleep deprived. But the logic kind of makes sense still to me. Like what if that was the whole purpose of it? To face my biggest fear and to like just be able to shed the whole bullshit that comes with being a single woman or part of the bullshit that comes with a single woman because that's not all of it for sure, right? 
Anyways, I'm pretty sure I told Alec that he sounded like someone who would benefit from therapy, to which he responded, I was raised around therapists. I don't need therapy. I know all about it. (laughs) Like, like that makes sense. (laughs) Anyways, so if someone were to ask you what your agenda is, what would you say? Hopefully you'll let yourself go down that rabbit hole and then like me, you'll come back up and realize that you're doing just fine, that what you did was just fine. Don't let someone else's paranoid tendencies trip you up. Don't let their anxieties become your anxieties or their worries become your worries. Everybody has their own stuff. Like, you know, don't take on anybody else's. If you do go down the rabbit hole, be open to the answers, I guess, (laughs) and open to laugh because sometimes it's funny. Anyways, so thank you so much for listening to episode 20 of Fixer Up. I'm hoping you're liking this type of format. I hope you think about what your agenda is and, you know, figure out if it's working for you. And if it's not working for you, maybe you can change it, you know. If you did like this episode, please hit the thumbs up, subscribe, tell your friends. If you'd like to get a hold of me, my socials are mkileyd. My email is fixherup01 at gmail.com. Voicemail is 773-236-1112. Please check out my new website. It's www.fixerup.net. Okay, so thanks so much for listening to this part three of Alec. And um, I'm not sure how many more parts there's going to be, at least two or three probably. But I will, I'll try to put it out within like the next week or so so we can just keep it rolling. Thanks again for listening. Papich, see you soon.